Welcome to the Efficient Private Client Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. For today's session, we continue our discussion on big tech. Once again, I am your host, Kyle Papi, an investment specialist with Efficient Private Clients, and we're joined in studio by Renier Foncel, our portfolio manager. Previously, we spoke about the big tech space in general. So on today's edition, could we possibly look at the specifics, um, maybe a few stocks um, that you could discuss with us just generally and then maybe delve a bit deeper? It would be my pleasure, Carl. So um, actually, there's a lot of stocks that we can talk about. So mm. I think just for time purposes, let's, let's limit it to a few. Yes. Yeah, let's not do one of them. So <laughs> let's look at the, the advertising space, for example. Let's look okay. at, um, at Apple. Let's look at artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. perhaps a little bit of cloud. Yeah, we can stick yeah, with that's those. perfect. Yeah. Just for now. Look at the companies that drove the markets essentially mm, since yes, the start of the yes, year. Exactly. Um, if we just start with the advertising space uh, and we look at you know, valuations in general and advertising makes sense at this point in time. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, they, they haven't had the hype that all the other tech sectors have had mm-hmm. over the last few months, but there's also concerns surrounding, you know, slowing global growth and the effect of that on advertising because usually people do cut back with spending and yes. companies. And um, because of that, that has, a, that has weighed on valuation to a certain extent. If we start with Meta, now Meta is a very controversial stock. Mm. <laughs> I was just going to say, is it, is it social media with the Facebook holding or is it more advertising platform? Yeah, well, depends which side of the table you sit on. It, it depends, it always does, Carl. So there, there's also uh, two sides of the table with regards to whether you should invest or you shouldn't invest. You know, the bears out there, they don't like the fact that Mark Zuckerberg owns more than 50% voting rights of the whole company. Company. Yes. So essentially has a say in which direction the company moves. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, the fact that he's spending billions of dollars on his metaverse ambitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and investors would much rather like to see the meta side of the business being spun out of Facebook mm-hmm. and Mark Zuckerberg actually funding it with his own cash yes. instead of investor money and yeah. our money. Yeah, give us the Elon Musk there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Make, make it make it work. And um, what you also, what you see is what we like about the company. It's probably at the moment the cheapest, highest quality company mm. that you can get in the tech space. You know, um, they're going through three product cycles, which is nice to see. We all know about Facebook Reels, mm-hmm. which is essentially their short story format, which they um, replicate from TikTok, yes. uh, that's doing incredibly well. So users, users there at the moment are sharing 2 billion reels a day. That's up mm. That's up by about um, 100% over the last six months. Mm. So mm. it's gained a lot of popularity. Secondly, they got the click-to-message advertising products. That's nice to see that growing because that's in the bread and butter business, mm-hmm. which is advertising. And then finally, um, they've started to recapture a lot of the advertising signal that they lost when Apple went through its privacy changes. And that's also good because that's also in their bread and yes. butter business. You know? But you can't have the discussion around Facebook if you don't look at how profitable the company is. You know? Just over the last five years, you know, their uh, operating profit margins have been above 36%. Um, last year, for example, they generated more than $18 billion in free cash flow alone mm, that's mm. a massive amount yeah. that is also partly why last year they were able to buy back 28 billion us dollars in stock mm, and they're mm. still sitting with 38 billion us dollars in yeah. cash Jeez. which i can just then go and plug into this 3 billion plus uh monthly active user network of mm. these 
that was, that's what makes them so powerful. Yes, you know, yes. is that environment. They have a massive that network. They have a massive network that they can just plug their products into. So, you know, that we we really like about about Facebook. There are some concerns surrounding it, but the company is still printing cash to mm. a large extent. And then also the other one that you have to mention in advertising is Google. You know, so mm. basically Google search. Uh, me and you googling on our phone or on mm -hmm. our laptop that accounts about for 58% of its advertising uh, revenues of that in that 58% they've got 92% 93% market share now over the last few months there's been a lot of hype around ChatGPT and how it's going to change Microsoft's Bing search capabilities mm -hmm. what you've seen over the last few months is that Google has actually managed to take market share away yes. from Bing they, 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 I mean, they're 93% market share and they're mm. getting incremental share, you know, interesting. by yeah. month by month. It's, it's I, amazing. I even saw an article the other day um, that didn't even compare those two. It, it spoke about the youth and saying, where do they do their Googling? Yeah, well, obviously Googling is the term. Yeah, it is. But they do theirs through TikTok. Yeah. That is the source of the information. They Google through TikTok and watch a video. Absolutely. And they shop. Yes, they as shop well. through TikTok. That's a, TikTok is a major competitor to see in Southeast Asia because mm. people they watch videos and then they click on links and then they shop yes it's yes. unbelievable so I think it's an, an interesting space to watch over the next year or two it is absolutely so um, on the you know on the on the TikTok front as well with Google you know uh, YouTube mm. you know obviously competes that, for, their shorts. for users time exactly mm -hmm. so they also compete with Facebook yes and you know we're very constructive still on YouTube we like the business model there and then also um, you know uh, Google's uh, cloud business mm -hmm. Yes. So they the, the between Amazon and between Microsoft, they're the third largest one out there. Mm. But they're growing at a faster clip than Amazon. And what we especially like is in the first quarter of this year, that side of the business became profitable. Okay. You know, so that's very good for We're for starting for to bit. show real numbers now. Absolutely. The next company is Apple. So I mean, Apple is one of the best companies in the world mm. for obvious reasons. If 30 years ago you invested 10,000 rands in this company, today that amount would have been 5.1 million rands. So sure. they've really created a lot of value for shareholders over the over the years. Um, and you know that the company has a fortress balance sheet. You know they sit on more than 50 billion dollars worth of dry powder. Mm. They can use that to buy back stock. They can boost dividends. Similar to Facebook as well. They've got two billion active customers mm, which mm. they can take the cash and they can you know plug it into this yes. customer network of these and the the nice thing is they don't have to be acquisitive go and buy other products they mm. can build their products internally they've, they've showed that they are almost best in class at mm, it mm. over the years and i think it will i believe rather you know it will keep on creating value for investors uh, over the years and then, um, I mean, the, the expectation is also for Apple, you know, to to grow their margins over the next while. We've seen that services has become a bigger component of the business. Mm. They're not as dependent anymore on iPhone sales, which is a very good thing. Um, and the expectation is basically for them to grow their revenue by 7% and their bottom line by 10%, you know, over the next couple of years. And what is nice about that is you can see where the growth is coming from. Um, they're busy with a virtual reality headset, an mm. augmented mm. reality set, okay. uh, which is garnering a lot of attention because that's competing with uh, Meta's products. But analysts think that that side of the revenue can bring in as much as $20 billion in revenues over the next sure. few years. It's a massive market yes, for them. Yes. And then um, if we just move on, you know, there's the AI winners, obviously. And you can't go 
into the AI winners without mentioning NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. We quickly spoke about it before this yes, podcast did, yeah. even. <laughs> but, you know, NVIDIA is one of the few players that also has that network effect. They've got mm -hmm. software, they've got chips, um, they've got the networks mm -hmm. uh, that you even mentioned while we spoke about yes, it. You know, yes. So it, they are well known for having this network effect and they're well positioned for AI. I mean, the CEO recently came out and said that the H100 chip you know, it's the first com computer designed chip for generative AI. Mm -hmm. There's very few competitors in the market thus far that can compete with uh, NVIDIA. Yes. And on top of that, they're also playing into data centers. They're also playing into gaming. So mm -hmm. there's other sides of the business that's very interesting. But investors at these levels have to be a little bit careful with NVIDIA. The stock price is up more than 100% mm -hmm. this year alone. Um, uh, as I've mentioned in the previous podcast as well, competitors are coming into the space. Alphabet and Amazon are busy with the same chips, regulation can become a problem. So mm. investors just need to be a, a, a bit careful when looking at NVIDIA. And then the last thing is, is Microsoft. Mm. So Microsoft is a phenomenal company. It's last one of my best stocks. <laughs> Absolutely. So Satya Nadella has really changed that company over the last few years. You know, when he really started this drive into cloud, more recently he's now started to drive into AI mm. with mm. the purchase of ChatGPT, which yes. I think will really um, bring a lot of dividends to the company. They're now integrating ChatGPT also into their office suite of products like Word, PowerPoint, Excel, which is quite nice. Mm. So that will obviously keep their customers engaged you yes. know, in their products. Yes, yes. Nice. The more you see it, the more you interact with it. Exactly. And and what what they are com competitors, you know, to Excel and to Word out there, but people still use Microsoft products yes. because it just has the lot the most value add mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And they've more recently been able to increase the prices as well on those products and people paid it. Yeah, but what else are you going to use? Exactly, they've got pricing power, that's very nice. And then there's also the cloud component of Microsoft, you know, with Azure. Mm. So they've got 23% of the market, um, Amazon's got 32%, but as I've mentioned with Google, outpacing Amazon yes. on the cloud space. Similarly, Microsoft is also outpacing mm -hmm. Amazon, so it's becoming a bigger player. And then now, more recently, the big push into gaming, which we also like. You know, there's a bit of scrutiny surrounding the Activision deal, mm -hmm. whether that will go through or not, but irrespective of whether that goes through or not, you know, they're very well positioned yes. in the gaming space. Mm -hmm. um, so Microsoft is really an all-round nice company. Valuations at the moment is a bit questionable, but I believe uh, patient investors will get the opportunity to buy it sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, definitely. Until next time, we'll take you later.